Nye podcast to Barrago. This podcast is on country. Nye gatang goba nye awabakal barai nye warmai barai nye wan nimbu wan nimbu. This is gatang barai land. Nye awabako barai awabako country nye warmai barai warmai country nye wan nimbu wan nimbu. Always and always. Knights HQ, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineers, trades and construction. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Knights HQ podcast, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. Well, we've got a very special edition of the podcast this week. It's a week early. We like to get ahead of things sometimes because it's one of the most magnificent celebrations our game has in the calendar of Rugby League. It's Indigenous Round, where we celebrate the significant contribution of Indigenous and Torres Strait Island players, administrators and all-round engagement in Rugby League and what a celebration it is, what a history that Rugby League shares with the Indigenous community it's so exciting. I love seeing the boots, the jerseys, and all that is the celebration that is Indigenous Round as we work on re reconciliation and closing the gap and many other programs. I tell you, you mark it on your calendar each year, and today's podcast is going to have a couple of really good looks into how we celebrate Indigenous Round. There's a very special jersey you'll notice you can now buy. It's almost sold out, so jump in now before it's too late. We've got the man who pulled it together, the artist. Jared Black joins us, and also Ronald Griffiths, our new NRLW coach. Ronnie comes home back to a Wabakal country. He's played here, he's a junior, he's coached, and he's now got the, the hands on the mast to try and see where we can steer the NRLW team, which is coming together nicely. We announced last week on our podcast that we had Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton. There's more players being rolled out, so we'll celebrate that. And one of my all-time favourites, Ash the Flash Gordon. Ashley Gordon was the first ever player signed by the Newcastle Knights. He's probably one of the funniest we've ever had through the ranks. Sensational footballer and a wonderful guy doing amazing things in the community. All that and so much more here on Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Let's let it rip. This year, we're all in. Hearts full, stadium pumping. Our rebel spirit on show. Take your seat and become a Knights member at knightshub.com slash membership. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Round 12 of the NRL celebrates Indigenous Round. Now, I must say, a boy from Warwick in southeast Queensland, I was lucky and privileged to grow up with many different Indigenous people who I consider friends and have learnt so much along the way. I go right back to my childhood. The Peter and Alfie Bonies were just brilliant footballers. Ronnie Troutman from Gundawindi. And then when I came to the Newcastle Knights, I was lucky enough to be around Brett Grogan, Owen Craigie, Leo Dinover, all of these wonderful, talented footballers who they have places in history that no one will ever forget. I've also been lucky enough to work with the likes of Greg Inglis, Jonathan Thurston, Preston Campbell, one of the best humans you'll ever meet in your life, and Jamal Idris has got much more to him than I've ever seen in a human that you see on the footy field. Jamal Idris is one of the special Indigenous people in our game. And you know what? 
that alone tells me I'm privileged and lucky to be involved with these people. I'm also very privileged to spend some time this week with an artist. He's a tattoo artist as well, but he designed an amazing Knights 2022 Indigenous jersey. We welcome to the microphone, Jared Black. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm good. You've had a week. I've had a big week, but um, amazing week. Amazing experiences and... um Getting to share my jersey and my artwork with everyone. It's been great. Fantastic. I welcome back my co-pilot, Matty Croker. We gave you a week off last week. Welcome back. Good to see you, Frank. How you going, mate? You good? I'm well. We missed you last week. Thanks, mate. Thanks, thanks. It was just a bit of late notice. Late notice. Well, also, Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton said they were a bit confronted by your presence. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone's presence confronts Millie. She's a tough girl. She'd handle it. They were special, those girls. We had a lot of fun. We did, we did, um, we had a minute silence for you not being. It was, it it was recorded due to their travel arrangements and it was the day before the game, so we just couldn't quite fit that in. So he did didn't Bundy off, folks. We just had to give him the night off. Exactly. Exactly. But it's a special week, mate. I, I can even feel we've got the Indigenous jersey here with us. I'm going to start with you because I can feel emotion pouring yeah. out of you with this jersey. Yeah, well, I'll start off by saying I'm not an Indigenous man. I, I come from a Chilean background, so my mother was Chilean. Um, but I do love the culture. I, I studied um, Aboriginal studies in, in high school during my HSC. I was just talking to Gerald before how... How special I think it is to wear this jersey. One of my best mates, Connor Watson, is a proud Indigenous man, does a lot for the Indigenous community. Um, and, and just when you were going through the likes of the players that I got to see growing up, was I got to watch GI, Justin Hodges, uh, you know, Jonathan Thurston, and then bef- a bit before my time, blokes like Laurie Daly and Gordon Tallis. So, and now I get to play alongside some of the boys like Dan Gagai. And I believe Edric Lee comes from a Torres Strait background, I think. So, um, mate, it's so special this round. We're talking about the jersey, how good it looks. I think it's one of the best in the in the 16 clubs. And, mate, I'm so excited. It's, it's going to be really, really special to pull on the jersey Saturday. That's a, that's an overflow of emotion we've got coming out there. Jared, let, let's start with this this process, this journey. So we, we went out to the community and said um, we're open for tender. Those who would like to put in uh, an application to do the jersey, can you take us back to those those early moments? Yeah, the um, the way I received the tender was um, my uncle. He, yeah. um, he works for the Warramai Land Council and um, I think it came across his desk and yeah. he shot it straight to me and he goes... You have to do something for this, um, F. And I was like, yeah, awesome. Like, straight away my head started spinning with Mm. ideas and, like, what I might do. Um, I just really wanted to do something for – to respect my people, my pop especially, and um, really um, do something for my culture and um, do everyone proud, really. So you've done that and so much more. Could you give us the official pronunciation, how you pronounce the jersey? Yeah, it's Birul Gwyn. So it means strong spirit. So throughout the whole jersey, um, it basically represents spirit, spirit of ancestors, spirit of country, spirit of the land, sea, sky and waterways. Um, Throughout the whole piece, the spirit of the ancestors sitting there and the spirit of each totem as well. So the whole thing encompasses that spirit. Um, And I'm hoping that... Um, will transfer for the players and they can feel that spirit when they put the jersey on. Now, Joe, we'll, we'll go through the jersey later, but you spoke about your grandfather and how much it meant for you to do this upon him. He actually features in the jersey, doesn't he? He does. Um, the centre totem um, right in the middle there is our Warramai dolphin tail. Yeah. And I've got Pop sitting in the middle there. So. Mate, that was so special. So, yeah. Frank, yesterday, Gerald and his family 
and a few of the people from the Warramaya community come to our meeting and they presented the jersey and they spoke to us a little bit about what this round means to them. And it was it was emotional, wasn't it? When when you're standing up there and you're talking about your pop and his significance in in uh, Indigenous culture and putting him on the jersey, mate, it was so special, wasn't it? What what does that mean to you to have him a part of this jersey? Yeah, it was everything. There was a whole reason why I did this. I I did it for pop to show respect for pop and all my ancestors, um, all my elders. Um, Pop's sister just recently passed away and. It's important things like that to respect them yep. and respect what they've done for us and respect the, the knowledge that they've given us. So um, that was the whole purpose of that is just that honour and respect for them. Yeah. Yep. Jared, part of this journey, you went so deep and, and did so much respectful research and including the 13 nations that are represented from northern New South Wales right through to from the Hawkesbury to the Queensland border and out far west. You actually made contact with each one of those... Yeah, I reached out like to everyone as much as I could. Um, like through that whole initial process, I wanted to make sure I got it right. Um, I wanted to respect them as much as I wanted to be respected and our people as well. Yeah. Um, so I did as much research to honour them as best as I could. So each um, each thirteen nations is something representative of their 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 place, their tribe, and their totems as well. So. Um, I hope I did them proud and I hope I um, gave them the respect they deserve. Oh, mate, I've got no doubt you did them proud. So when when you design a jersey like this with the beautiful artwork that you do, do you sit down and do you draw each totem and then you decide where you want to place it on the jersey? Or how, how did it? How does it come about? When you when you sit down, when you were asked to do this and you sit down and you design this jersey, how do you, how do, you do it from start to finish? Basically, from my perspective, so I just start with a single idea. Um, which for me, the most iconic thing in my mind that relates me back to my ancestors and my culture is the sand dunes. Yep. So um, that was the very first thing in my head. So the very underlying um, pattern that goes through this whole jersey and around to the back is um, actually the sand dunes yep. and um, all of those cultural places along the sand dunes. So that was a starting point for me. And then basically I just start drawing um, and I kind of switch my mind off and I just let um, everything channel through. Um, I actually don't plan anything, I don't decide, and I let all the ancestors just channel through each part of what I should do. Yeah. Um, so it's just a natural flow of um, how to do it um, instinctively with ancestors showing me. So every realm and every section, there's like um, shields and like a representation of each um, each part of the, say, like the salt water, the sea, the land, the sky. Yeah. Um, representing all of those spirits and um, channeling it all through. So, yeah. Coach, let me share this with you. So I brought the jersey out yesterday morning and the boys had seen some of the stuff online and some of the boys had done little photo shoots yep. on it. But it was the first time that Edric Lee had seen the jersey in the flesh. Yeah. So I laid it out on the physio bed. And without any background at all, the first thing he said was, this is a very spiritual jersey. Yeah, and he right. straight away connected. He went to the totems. He went to the different colours. Love the colours. Yeah. He, he could feel the earth coming through with some of the words and the sea. Yep. Is that what you were if – you, if you hear that now, what yeah. does that mean to you? That, that's so special. Like, that was the whole point of what I was trying to do. Like, I really do hope that each player can feel that energy because it is channelled into it. And Craig's – 
this is a challenge for you boys this weekend, yeah, exactly. right? So Dane Gagai spoke at the end of it passionately about respecting the jersey, playing, putting the performance forward that shows respect to the jersey. There's a shield that comes down. Can, could you speak to that, Jared? And I'd love to get your reaction from that, Craig. Yeah, well, so Gerald, I'll let you talk about it a little bit more, but something that Gerald and his family spoke about yesterday was how the community, how this jersey does represent community and the communities behind us. And then Gags got up and spoke about not letting the community down, and that was a massive massive point to, to take because you never ever want to let anyone down but especially the people that follow you but let's talk about the jersey about that shield representation that you had and that you mentioned yesterday yeah so that entire top part of the shield that comes down it um draws on my history as a tattoo artist um doing years of tattoos studying indigenous cultures all over the world and um understanding like the warriors of um, new zealand and all the polynesian islands and fiji and even our warriors as well. Um, when you go into battle, you you adorn yourself or decorate yourself, and you have that big shield on to really um, go into battle. And um, when I thought it, like I was thinking of that for the players, they're stepping onto that field and they're going into battle, and we've got their back. And this is my way of putting a spiritual shield on them, and they're going to walk out onto that field feeling that shield and feeling protected, feeling connected, and feeling a part of it all. And um, I really, yeah, that's the way that I want the boys to feel and we're behind them and our ancestors are behind them, my army's behind them, my granddad's behind them and all of the spirits of the land and sea are behind them. You wouldn't believe what happened after it. It's a shame we weren't going straight out in the field. They knocked down all the doors and charged out of there. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite amazing. And after that, you come and present it also to our Knights commercial team, the whole team over here um, uh, in the administration and the same thing happened. We had Monique charged into a wall after it, uh, our Dorothy Boyd. But yep. that was pretty special too because it's a whole of club look at it. The, the, all of our commercial team and all, all of the people involved and all the hard work behind the scenes also got to be part of this. How, how was that presentation? It was, it was really good. It was good to be able to talk to all those people because during the, like, pulling this all together, they were all the people that were behind the scenes making it happen and... Um, um, and really making that vision come to life. And um, it was good to talk to them and honour them and um, explain it to them as well, like in a deeper sense. There, there was a standout performance. You, you were outstanding yesterday presenting to the team in the Inner Sanctum at the Theatre at... Unfortunately, it wasn't the best performance of the day. Pop was outstanding. Pop was good. Yeah. Pop was good. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Pop, because right in the centre, he's there. Is he one of the most inspiring men to you in terms of your culture? Because I'm sure he would be a strong cultural man. Like, what does he mean to you? 100%. He's an he's inspiring man to everyone. Um, yeah. But personally, having Pop in my life, like going to Nana Pop's house and just being there for Pop, and Pop's also got an OAM, so I was lucky enough to go up to um, Parliament House and Government yeah. House in Sydney for his ceremony for that and... Just inspiring moments like that, seeing Pop and, like, what he's done for community and his Port Stephen Citizen of the Year and just things like that are just so inspiring for young people and I guess that's what I want to emulate. I want to be, like, the way that Pop presents himself and holds himself in in that sort of space and um, I want to inspire... Like, I want the young kids to see this, like, when you were young and yeah. you see the young Indigenous kids see yeah. this go out on the field and see the plays in it and, like, have that pride and respect for it and they'll see it and hopefully go, wow, I want to wear that one day. 
Yeah. Do you feel that, Craig? Yeah, you do. And something about rounds like this, Frank, is when you come to the round and it all gets celebrated, you realise that it's deeper than a game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, this whole round, everyone focuses on the Indigenous community and you realise how much more deeper than a football game it is how many more routes there are to it and it's made it so special and like i i, I mentioned this before while we we're talking off air the first ever time i was named in an nrl 21 was 2020 indigenous round and i got to keep my jersey and to now i'll be able to play in one made it so special and i cannot wait and i hope i, I hope i do the jersey proud yeah, I'm sure you will, but oh, Thanks, mate. I'm sure you will. T- now, look, here's your next big challenge, Craigs, right? And Eddie Lee spoke to this yesterday because I, I mentioned to him, and check out our website. There's plenty of content on our website. Level Up will be coming as well. Um, behind the scenes, what happens. So check that out at newcastlenights.com.au. Eddie's got a big challenge, and you can only imagine this because everyone from his youngest nephew right through to the uncles, everyone, they want a jersey. Like I must say, I've got uncles uh, <laughs> mad and cousins, mad rabbitos uh, or manly, uh-huh. and they're all wearing my jersey. Yes. Oh, how good. Oh, there so, you go. And that's big. Like, And I'm like, yeah, you're because I'm a Knights man myself, yeah. and Pop's a huge Knight supporter, and I have been since I was a little kid. So to get them to wear a night stop, I'm, oh. ru- I'm rubbing it in. Well, yeah. well there's an opportunity. <laughs> there's a great opportunity. To, you can celebrate the 13 nations of the northern New South Wales and 2020 with the 2022 Indigenous jersey. You can actually buy one, right? So designed by yourself, Jared, the proud Warramai man, the jersey showcases the totems of the people, the land stretched from the Hawkesbury River to the Queensland border and out to western New South Wales. Purchase yours now. Shop newcastlenights.com.au. I mean, they're all words. You're hearing the reality of what it is here. This jersey is going to be one you, you ref, we reflect back on in time, Croaks, and go, remember 2022 jersey when Gerald did? Yeah. That's what we're going to be doing in the future. 100% when it's sitting, you know, hanging up in your closet in 20 years from now. Okay, I remember the day I wore that. I remember the day I interviewed Gerald on the podcast, mate. I'm, it'll be so special. And and I'll go, I remember when we, we won that game too. So, oh, yes. I love that. That's go. good. Hey, Jared, in all the things you've done in the life, it feels like you've been here for two weeks. It's only been about 24 hours. You flew in from Melbourne. Was that yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. yeah. So in all the things you've done, is there a standout moment for you? Um, seeing Pop um, come in when all the players came in with Pop as well. Yeah. That was special. Um, <laughs> that was like one of the moments where um, – I could see it in my mind beforehand. Yeah. And, like, even coming up to this and doing it, like, that picture was in my head. And to have that happen and see it happen mm. was special. So my next question is, you've got the jersey on today. When do you envisage you might take it off? Right? <laughs> Two, um, three weeks? I'm waiting for the call-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. So I'll leave it until I get called yes, up. Yes, yes. I've seen you throwing the footy around yesterday. <laughs> yes. What position would we put you on at, Jared? Oh, jeez, I don't know. You can pick anyone you want. You, you, they, Adam O'Brien's going to say that he's going to throw you the jersey. Where are you playing? I'm, I'll just go in front row. Good <laughs> man. Good man. <laughs> Good work. Hey, Croaks, t- question without notice. Do you have tattoos? Uh, I have a couple little ones. So I've got, I got ones on the inside of my fingers. It's my mother and father's initials. And then I have a little silly one on my hip. We won't talk about that one. I just got a little one on my ankle. Just They're all letters, actually. I just They're all home jobs. So. Do they add up to anything? No, they don't. Oh, no, no okay. it's an E, an A, and a K. It's, they've all got different reasons. Okay. Yeah, right. Do you, Frank? Yes, I've got some ones hidden away there. Yes. On, yeah, they were yeah. small once upon a time, but as my rump's grown, that yeah, right, got me, a little you know, bit bigger. So. What's the weirdest tattoo you've done and the, mo- or, and the most enjoyable? Um, 
a lot of the cultural tattoos I do. So I do a lot of indigenous tattoos as well. So they're definitely enjoyable and um, quite special. Um, um, being down in Victoria, I'm lucky enough to tattoo a lot of the indigenous AFL players. Oh yeah. Um, so they do come through and um, getting to ne- connect to their culture and their stories and represent their totems in tattoos. Yeah. And seeing them walk out of like each indigenous tattoo and totem I do. That's why I could draw on this so much and understand the, the deeper meaning and they all walk out feeling like 10 yeah. feet taller. Just like we did yesterday when yeah. you guys left. Yeah, so that's how we felt. It's that same feeling. It's like putting the totem on your skin and representing it in yourself Yep. Um, and walking out. So that's probably the special, most special thing. I guess in a way when you're doing them tattoos, it's like a permanent jersey, isn't it? It is, like yeah. When I wear this on Saturday, yep. yeah, I'll never forget that, but... If it's on your arm or on your chest forever, yeah. it's like you're always a proud man. That's yeah. a special way to look at it, I think. Yeah, and it's basically putting the spirit into your skin and yeah. it's always with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's but take the next step, Croaks. Nick, very, somewhere in the future we'll have Gerald back and we'll do you live on the podcast. <laughs> we'll tattoo the whole team. The whole team. Oh. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. I think that's that's very yeah. special. I'd yeah. love that. Yeah. Jared, I want to thank you on behalf of the Newcastle Knights. Personally, it's been beautiful to meet you. I've really enjoyed it. You've got a very warm spirit and um, you share that well. I reckon that the start I was a little nervous, but gee, you've got comfortable with us, which is always nice yeah. to leave with that. Yeah, always nervous at the start, but yeah, no, you guys have been absolutely amazing and given me such a great experience and um, I'm forever thankful. And mate, I, I can't thank you enough as well as a player. I said it before but mate it just means so much when you come in and spoke yesterday with your pop it just gave the jersey more meaning to us um which is i think what you're trying to get across and i promise you mate yeah when we go out on saturday we'll do you proud thanks brother no, yeah, no thank you it. another moment in time that we'll never forget about the wonderful contribution by our indigenous friends and colleagues staff players everything the game celebrates it this weekend we look forward to it with great anticipation another memory that we won't forget jared black uh, go forward and conquer Con- uh, continued success for you in both what you do on uh, in tattooing and also in your in your artwork we've loved it uh, we look forward to seeing that jersey on the screens and across our social medias check out our website if you want some more detail on how you can join us in the celebration of indigenous round newcastlenights.com.au if you've got any questions about it, i'm sure we can forward questions to jerry to be happy to answer media at newcastlenights.com.au if you want to see matt croker with a tattoo in the future please <laughs> send that through we'd love that uh folks you On the Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment Training for highly skilled labour hire and real-world training in engineering trades and construction. Check out Maxwell Recruitment and Training. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, Ronald Griffiths and Ash Gordon, Indigenous Round, here on Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Join the Charlie Tribe. Be warned, there's more fun than most people can handle in Charlestown Square's Entertainment Pass. Bowling, mini golf, games and food all crammed into one massive day. Plus, you'll also receive five hours free parking. Only $36, valued at $70. Visit the customer service desk to snap them up or head to charlestownsquare.com.au to find out more. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by our friends at Maxwell Recruitment and Training, industry's only labour hire provider base right here in the region with registered training. The organisation is the same premises to improve safety for workers and clients. All in the one spot. It's fantastic. Hey, um, round 12, we celebrate 
uh, Indigenous Round and all of the wonderful contributions. As we've spoken about with our previous guest, Gerard Black, who designed this amazing 2022 Knights Indigenous jersey. So much culture, so much heritage. Connection points are everywhere. And we have two very special guests joining us now on Knights HQ. One's from the past and he's got a lot of presence and one's just come back to the Newcastle area uh, and he's going to be coaching NRLW team in 2022. I talk of Ashley Gordon and Ronald Griffiths. Good morning, boys. Morning, bro. Morning. Excited, Ash? You look like you're ready to jump into a podcast, one of your fun things to do. Uh, I feel like a nap, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The way I speak, I normally put you to sleep, so we've got a lot of fun to have today. Croaks, it's always nice to have a couple of special guests. We've we've got a real plethora today. It's been quite fun. Well, it is. We've got a past player, now now a future coach. How how are you feeling, Ron? You excited for the the upcoming season? We'll talk about it a little bit more in depth later, but how are you feeling? You excited? Uh, Can't wait, mate. Yeah. Um, some great signings and obviously, you know, we're in the, the, the midst of bringing a couple of local girls home. So it's going to be, you know, it's extremely exciting for the, the club and the community and, um, you know, the, the girls to be back home playing with the Knights. Yeah. Well, let's, let's be honest, Craig, John, jump in. You, you boys are coming in after Bradman because our last uh, Knights HQ had Millie Boylan to make up and they were outstanding. So no pressure on either of you two to aim up to that. Are you okay with that, Ash? I'm not getting paid anyway, so what's the point? <laughs> that makes two of us, Ash. Yeah. Pretty fair guess, mate. Good pick up for the club. Yeah, how do you feel about them? Great people. Um, yeah. You know, they're obviously world-class players, so to bring them to the Newcastle Knights, I think the uh, the growth of the women's game will be exponential over the next 10 years, and to have those two leading it in this area, along with our, our, our locals that are returning home and Caitlin and, and players like that that have recommitted, mm. uh, you know, it's going to be great. Big news coming out of your part of the world. So you're coaching at the moment. How's your um, Harvey Norman team at the moment? Yeah, they're flying. They're going well. Um, it's, it's really not about winning. It's about trying to build a process for the back end of the year and develop those players into be you know future NRLW players or some of them may play NRLW this year. And I think it's a uh, a real learning curve for a lot of them. It's been such uh, such re- uh, rewarding you know coaching experience and, and really refreshing. Mm. Any g- any girls in that Harvey Norman comp that we might be able to see in the NRLW next year? Any names to remember to write down, Ronnie? Uh, I think there's plenty, mate. It's just going through that process now of who we actually signed. But I think the big thing is we look at someone like Caitlin who didn't play in RLW um, and, and what she's done in the first three weeks of the preseason, then four weeks of the competition. Mm. Um, I'd be surprised if she doesn't get picked in the New South Wales side or is not on the uh, the plane at the end of the year to the World Cup. That's how, how well she's going. Well, that, that's a really good segue because Caitlin re-signed. We announced that. We, we, she was our first signing in our first season. Re-signed, uh, was captain of the uh, Indigenous team. She scored a treble the other day. What are you doing with her? Something special in your coaching? A hat trick already? No, nah, not me, mate. She's, um, <laughs> she's certainly very talented, as are a lot of other ladies in that team. And I think it's um, it's significant It's and it doesn't need to be always about Aboriginal people, but to have our first, um, you know, first signing of the Newcastle Knights back in 88 as an, as an Aboriginal person, and then Caitlin, obviously, for an RLW, it's, uh, it's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. And she was robbed of that opportunity with that elbow injury. I, I, I love watching her work in the community. Great with kids, Craig. Remember the um, de- coaching clinic we did, the development clinic? Yeah, out at Mayfield, that's yeah. right. Yeah, she so was the star. She was the star of the she, show. She was. So your group were running around like uh, free-range chickens. Yeah. They yeah. were just everywhere. Caitlin's were like military. They were all organised. She's got that quite that strong presence when she she doesn't speak a lot but when she speaks it does it with purpose yeah she's a natural leader and she she's got an aura about her so mm. it's, uh yeah she's going to be great for the club moving forward speaking of aura you've got a lot of aura to your left here <laughs> ashley gordon now i am excited by this craigs because i've been lucky enough to be around ash for many years so come here at the nights in 1992 ash was you know just at his peak at that stage and 
he, he, he come with a um, – already had a legacy set up there, already had a, a position within our football club that was not only a wonderful try-scoring uh, phenomenon but also very cheeky, very funny and, and very much a, an upstanding citizen. All of that's fallen away these – no, I'm joking, Flash. <laughs> how, how do you reflect on your time here in Newcastle and the current Newcastle Knights uh, and the direction we're going? Oh, at the beginning um – it was groundbreaking. It's it's talking about the memories and the relationships and how it all how it all, all all the um the equipment and the facilities <laughs> we had, where we trained. I remember the first training session was over at Stockton, not even on an oval. So where we've come from mm. is just uplifting and I've been through the facilities over there now and like I said, I don't know if the boys are spoiled or not, but you know what I mean, to see the growth and the changes, um, yeah, now we need success. So hopefully it brings that. Straight off the bat, Flash, I wanted to ask you this. You're a proud Indigenous man because there's so many great Indigenous players. What are your top three Indigenous rugby league players? There's one little one I had oh, written can't down. Can't say yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, um, get a, you get a straight pass in. We're putting you in. Yeah. Well, one I wanted to watch all the time because um, Artie was, he was too old for me and I didn't get to see enough of his footy, but recognise his achievements, you know, mm-hmm. as a as an Australian captain. So it would have been nice to watch more of him, but probably just, just seeing Greg Inglis's growth from where yeah. he came because he lived here, he went to the same hostel I lived in at Kirinari. So to see his growth and where he went to, he was amazing. So mm-hmm. to me, he has to be an immortal, um, and I'll throw that out there now. Yep. Um, and then you got probably Thurston as, as someone who... Uh, changed the game back to the best running style of, of player and ball player in the game. Kicking, uh, pressure moments, like how good was he under pressure? Um, third one, uh, I love Talis in a way too yeah. with his, you know, because he's similar to me. We're very intimidating players. <laughs> very much <laughs> just, so. just defensively, you know, getting people scared with the way we tackle and the way we run the footy. So me and Talis were quite similar. <laughs> uh, but um, I'd have to mention locally, Tamana was, oh, was yeah. sensational, yeah. you oh. know, coming through, watching him come out of Cardiff High and then through the ranks and to be um, able to play for Australia in two, two codes and the athleticism of T was something special. So locally, it'd be T. Yeah. Ronnie, I'll ask you the same question because you're also a proud Indigenous man. Are you both Gamilaroi, you said before? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Gamilaroi. So my mum uh, was... Uh, Born and raised out at Walgett, and my dad's Barkindy man, so he was more around uh, Burke, Brewarrina. Mm. So I actually lived in Bree, so I was born in Collarina, Bry, and and moved straight to Brewarrina, and I call that place my home. Yeah, yeah. Ron, uh, Ronnie. Yeah, so uh, my father is a Gomeroy man or Gamilaroi. We're from uh, around Kaluas, Gunnedah, around that area. So yeah, you know, I've, all, I've been uh, I lived off country around here. This is where I was born and raised, but that's still home. You know, we turn at the. Uh, service station at Werris Creek and as we're driving along that back road we can start to feel you know we're heading home it's really good now nah, my three would be Steve Renoff oh, oh, love watching him play absolutely sensational uh, I like Thurston particularly because I, I think he faced a little bit of adversity early on in his career where he, he was probably touted as not being big enough and then um, he wasn't the greatest when you watched him play he'd spray the referees spray the touch judges but he built his over time he built himself into a player where um, you know, he took that right out of his game and he took everything to the next level and it felt like when he got that right, his football blossomed from there. Um, and the other one for me would be, I think at the moment I like watching Luttrell. Yeah. I think that he's going to be the, yeah, I think that he could be a real, I think he's playing out of position. 
I think he's a six. Yeah. Um, so I think in the front line, he's going to be a completely different player. And over time, I think he'll evolve in, or he, he'll eventually um, transition into that spot. That's just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the front line, getting the ball on his hands. Defensively, he's a big body. Um, and I think that he could be the, you know, the, the one who really changes the face of the game as a six. I could talk about this all day. You know, I think back to my time on Triple M. I was lucky enough to call. We did a lot of Indigenous games. And my intro was meant to go for about 30 seconds. And I'd start talking about my favourite players. And Michael Hagen has to be elbowing me and saying, hey, hey back to the script. Mm. See, jumping out to me, I've got great memories as a kid growing up southeast Queensland. I mentioned in the intro. And we had some of the greatest Indigenous players back in that area. And training wasn't so important but but fun at training was and the footy you just never knew you 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 could never rest they were always coming at you with a and it wasn't just in attack it was was quite often in defense when it got when it got tough they loved to dive into that as well but Owen Craig he jumps out to me boys he's he's a triple Australian schoolboy which will never be done again he scored something in the vicinity of 80 to 90 tries in one year alone and Owen had the freakish of skills so you know we we look back to 97 we were lucky enough to have uh Leo Deadly Dinever come in and present a jersey recently. And the highlights package alone was outstanding. I think it was only just in 97. Owen was in nearly every one of those touches. And then you'd throw in a little bit of, you know, Brett Grogan and those sorts of blokes. Owen, to me, was a very, very raw, special talent. He'll tell you he didn't reach his heights, but he forgets some of the heights that he did reach. Yeah, oh, look, I love Owen's story. For me, um, a lot of Aboriginal players play the game with more fun and more creativity. And... It just comes naturally and they want to take those risks because risk can create enjoyment, you know, it gives you a buzz too. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I love the creativity, but as we get into professional footy, the structure comes in and a lot of the fun's taken away. So that's the balance a player has to come and get used to. And some people come out the other end and can play that professional style where others might fall away, you know what I mean? And, and they don't have a long career, you know. But are we, mate? Yeah, he was a freak. And people love watching him. And we have to design our game around players like him, like your Prestons and your Matty Bowens, because they're going to be dinosaurs. So, you know, the future for me is how do we make the enjoyable, the ones you go to watch, you know, have more um, control in the game, more influence in the game. It shouldn't be about the big bodies and let's get to 100 kilos, because I don't think that creates uh, spectator sport. I actually think the OEs of the world would would bring more people to the game. And we have to create rules so they stay in the game. Which brings... Actually, before I leave that, how big is Tinga? Oh, it's more than Brewarrina. Yeah, which is... Give, give us a... Oh, thousand. Thousand Lucky. people. So just in my time, Preston Campbell, uh, Nathan Blacklock, Owen... Is he Tinga? He's Tinga? Yeah. Yep. Well, there's only three that just come straight to my mind. Like... What are they doing out there in Tinga, just playing footy in the backyard all the time, Ronnie? Is that is, is that, that the key? Grow up, mate, with a football in their hand. I suppose yeah. there's plenty of others too if you look at guys like um, PJ Ellis. Of course. Um, there's a myriad of players that have come out there, for, out yeah. of there for such a small community. Um, yeah, it's just it's fantastic. And they all come from the, uh, the, the, the Blair family line, I think it is. Yeah. Bobby Blair, was he, was he that same? Or was he, was he more up Sherberg? Yeah, no, I think he was Sherberg, but I'm not 100% sure of yeah. the, the lineage, but that's I'm pretty sure that's the, the family line they come from. But there's more than just those four that we've mentioned too. Right. But this is the thing we're talking about today is is why it's important to promote, you know, Indigenous round and Indigenous players. Because if you talk about role models and looking up to people, they influence the young, you know what I mean? So you want players to, to get um, that influence from them so they can 
you know, go to school, they can create a better life for one another. So you look about Tinga, yeah, they were role models. So the younger ones looked up to the older ones and that's how you learn. So we want to promote, you know, these players because they'll influence the next generation of players to come forward. So that's why Tinga was, I think, so successful because they had some really positive role models. Yeah, just talking on sort of the role models and the impact they have, I was lucky enough to be best mates with Connor Watson. I mentioned before as a proud Indigenous man and he used to go out to the to the hostels in Newcastle and work a lot with those younger boys and he had them involved with the with the boots for brighter future. So you're exactly right what you're talking about, Flash, is how, how much they influence people. Mate, and while we're on that topic, the round of Indigenous round, how much have you seen it grow within the last couple of years yourself, Flash? I think for for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, it's always been special. Like that's a given. You know what I mean? But to get the wider community involved and doing a lot more, that's when it's going to create change. So I, I love what the Knights are doing and I see what other clubs are doing. I even saw what Richmond did in the AFL. Mate, it's it's the non-Aboriginal people taking it on and saying this is important and this is the reason why. You know, there's many reasons why we should celebrate. But, but for me, I think the most important is all Australians should embrace our history and the Aboriginal culture, because it's the older culture, oldest culture in the world. So why wouldn't we know it and understand it, and embrace it? You know, Aboriginal people do, and we're not we're not saying you have to live and, and die by this culture. But the more we know about other people's culture, the more we're going to be able to grow and prosper, and you know, get along as as a country. And I don't think Australians know enough about this history of our culture. It's also about being comfortable in that learning journey. Like, you boys make me comfortable to understand. I'm happy to ask and find out. I mean, Blake's like AB Riders helped me enormously along the way to, to ask the questions because we're now getting to a stage I feel we're more comfortable to find out more. Where our, our learning journey's opened up and improved. And with people like you, Ronnie, are uh, uh, coaching now. And, and your journey of coaching's been on for a long time, but there is also starting to see some significance in that journey. Would that be fair? Yeah, there certainly is, but I... I um I think that the, the, the approach that the Knights are taking um, with their advisory group and, and what we're trying to establish in the community, you know, it'll, uh, it'll hold us in good stead to, to get an understanding or to, to provide a pathway for, for Aboriginal players, supporters, um, sponsors and different things like that and coaches. Um, so I think we're going down the right path there. But I would say when we're talking about my coaching journey, mate, it was a, uh, a long way to get there. And, um, mate, the, the NRL, I suppose, and the, the clubs are still... Um, you know, they're only dipping their toe in the water. I think there's a yep. long way to go. I was the, for a long time, I was the only Indigenous assistant coach at the NRL level. And, and when, I, when I left that position to come up here, there is now no one. So it shows you that we're still a long way off. I mean, we're, we're working towards changing that. And we've got some, you know, some things in the, or at the pipeline at the Knights that we're talking about at the moment where we can create the next coach. So yeah. uh, working on some exciting programs from that perspective. It is exciting. Ash, how are we travelling in regard to... You, you talked about it before, providing a, a football a journey opportunity f- to have more Indigenous players in Knights Colours. That, that seems to be on the increase. Yeah, we've, we've had a bit of a lull over, over the last few years, but um, we're getting better at what we do. and We real, realise the importance of, of bringing players in um, to can bring us some, some flair and, and some, uh, some quality in regards to our attack and so on, but... I just think at the end of the day, we don't want to be tarnishing people with the same brush and saying they're disadvantaged, they're going to come with baggage. Mm. That's not the way we think, you know what I mean? We give everyone the same opportunities, we look at everybody the same, you know, and we'll put the support around them so they can achieve their goals. You know, it's it's not about saying someone's too hard to look after because I'll guarantee 
Greg Inglis and Jonathan Thurston's, they needed support, they needed direction, they needed mentors and role models, they needed coaches who understood yeah. them. And they came out the other end and became champions. So, you know, I don't want to see that change for anyone, whether they're well, whatever race, whatever cultural background they have. We support them to become the best. Yeah, it's well said. I was lucky enough to be in Origin Camp with those boys, the Justin Hodges, the Greg Inglises, the Jonathan Thurstons, and Mal Meninga daily spoke about the influence of Artie Beats. Yeah. I'll give you one example that always stands out to me. After Captain's Run in Brisbane, Mal would walk home from um, Lang Park, our Lang Park, Suncorp Stadium, back to our accommodation, and we'd always think, oh, it was for the walk because he needed the exercise, but it was because that's what Arthur did. Arthur went to the people. There's a, there's a, um, a, this year it's at Warwick, my hometown, they take a day out there, a fan day. That's Arthur. Arthur said, we are taking this origin experience to the people and we were lucky to go to, go to a place like Bar Calden and, and to Roma, all around Queensland. So that influence has stayed well and true through it. And it's a great point you make, Flash, because Mal always accommodated for everyone in their own way, whether it was a shy boy, whether it was white, black, brindle, whatever, also to the special needs of the JTs. And and let's be honest, Justin Hodges is a very, very strong body. He's very powerful in what he... He could influence Mel Meninga as much as, and I Darren Lockyer could. And I found that quite amazing, Ronnie. Yeah, I think the other thing with that too, taking it back to the people, is, you know, we talk about, um, you know, Indigenous Round being extremely important to highlight the, the plight of Aboriginal people, the, the social inequality and different things like that. But I think, that, you know, the learnings from that are that that's our... That, that's on the main stage, you know. It's, it's about now the NRL and the clubs, you know, jumping on board and taking it to the Aboriginal communities, asking what they want and putting programs in place or, 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 or you know, coming up with things that, that, that are, you know, community community needs. Speaking of that, Night Strong, we've partnered with Awabical Medical Service to prioritise positive, prioritise positive health out, outcomes with Indigenous Australians. So you can book and complete your free annual health check with Awabical Medical Services uh, by the 30, if you do it before the 31st of May, so you need to be quick, you can receive a free 2022 tickets to Knights game, an exclusive Knights Strong t-shirt. Visit knightstrong.com.au. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, we want people to get their health checks, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, to live a, a long, healthy life, you know, you need to see doctors regularly, you need to take care of yourself. So, yeah. and it's important to get those health checks so that we can put into place, you know, some sort of medical plan and that's what a is doing and, and doing well. Speaking of that, the great Dr Peter McGeek has been our doc for a long time. So if you're ever after Ashley when you go out to the doc, he's always got a big line-up of people the doc uh, and Pete will always make Ashley. He walks him down the corridor ahead of everyone and then his whole day's totally out of whack because you talk for about an hour about footy. Is that well, we, right? We talk a lot, but... I think he appreciates me as the, the old player because he didn't do any work for me. <laughs> I was never injured. <laughs> so I think all the other boys who had to get needled up and had to get all the help and operations on. So I think he likes me because I didn't get injured. How much did you put into your warm-ups, Ash? Was that something you vigorously attacked? Well, for any young people out there, make sure you stretch because <laughs> it'll, it'll catch up to you. Don't worry about that. He's probably late to the warm-up like he's everything else. Too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just work on a fairly flex. Actually... Craigs, let me tell you this. So back in the day, they used to get Ashley to wear very big shoulder pads, which was interesting for a winger, And because I don't think he did a lot of winger in back in the day. Is, is that right? Do you know the story with the shoulder pads, Frank? Tell me. 
I was told to wear them because I was hurting people when I came. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was a reason why I wore them. But back in the day, everyone wore them. Look at Glennie Miller. Look yeah. at Bugsy Malone. So a lot of blokes had them on at the time. Mine was just a bit bulkier because, yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon Croak's run out of them this <laughs> week? <laughs> yeah. hey, they went through a stage, I remember. Yeah. With the, They look like yeah. hockey pads. Remember, they were yeah. massive. Yeah. Yeah, well, in fact, I was lucky enough to, well, Lucky or unlucky enough to live with Glennie Miller. And he had the Kong, him and Robbie McCormack designed these Kong shoulder pads. So they put actual bubbles cushioning in them. So we packed them and sent them out. And we always used to joke about you, Ashley. Oh, this one's for Ashley. Yeah, you can all laugh about me, but uh, <laughs> like I said, I look strong. I look big. I like looking at the, the old ones. And, you, know, you can't tell I'm wearing them. They just look like muscles. Who was the cheekiest uh, old boy? Because look, you're down in fa- you're famous at our old boy reunions. We love doing it. There's always an Ashley joke somewhere. If I see Mark Glanville or Mark Sargent, they've always got a flash joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, they always pick on the disadvantaged people <laughs> in the group. But yeah, MG's probably the best um, at it. Sarge has his own. He, he was a bit more uh, intellectual, a bit more smarter than yeah. MG. He, he'd bring up something that from left field that no one would get. <laughs> But yeah, that were the that were the days where you know you had thick skin and it, it brought you down. But we had a lot of fun. Like I said, we're still good mates today, and you know we probably should see each other more. But we had a we had a, a luncheon the other day with the boys, and yeah, trying to um, stay in touch is quite hard with family. But yeah, they 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 bring me down when I see them. But don't worry, they, they get a bit. <laughs> they get a bit. They I get reckon they would. Yeah. Can I jump ship a little bit, boys? What's your what's your opinion on the jersey, Ronnie? Oh, I love it, mate. I think it's uh, it's important to represent all the the nations that particularly you know within our footprint. So to have the thirteen nations represented is fantastic. I, I love the design too. I think it's really good. And uh, we've got the the Stockton, uh, the sand dunes. Sorry, the Warramai sand dunes underneath there. So that it's highlighted, fantastic. And I like the explanation the other day about it being a an armour plate over our heart and our chest, you know, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. And, and I know when you blokes wear it this weekend, it'll, you'll feel like that, you know, the, all the, the spirits will be there with you. It's it's great, mate. Exactly right. What are, you, what are, you, what are your thoughts on it there, Flash? You like it? I'm, I'm more um, a big picture. I want the boys to recognise what art is, you know, yeah. artwork and, and the purpose of what, 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 what is it. It's not just a design, there's meaning, there's a story. Yeah. You know, so we wanted our players to get it, you know what I mean, and, and, and know the story and why the artist did such a great job because it's not just a representation of this community in our mob, and, but it, but it's also, um, you know, for me, it's a, it's a story that we want them to connect to, you know, so when they do wear it, they're proud, you know what I mean, and, and, and they're representing um, not just Aboriginal people but the region of this area because, you know, we're all one and, and we're all proud of the Knights and we want them to buy into the design and... And, and the story behind it. I thought Dane Gagai spoke perfectly after it. How did you see that as a former player and proud Indigenous man to hear Gags get up? You could you could feel and see the emotion. And that's, that's what we want from everyone, though, you know what I mean? So for him to get emotional, um, it's, it's because he's connected to not just the concept of the day, he's connected to the jersey and the artist and the design. So for me, yeah, I want all the boys to, to buy into this round you know, why it's important and why it's good to celebrate, you know, our culture, but also um, what it, what they represent. Like, they have to buy into what they represent, who are they connected to, you know what I mean? They're all part of this community too, you know what I mean? And we all care and, and want to support them in the best way possible. So that, you know, people say, oh, we're all like family, but that's what we want the boys to be like. We want them to know that we're all behind them and... When they lose, we're shattered. We, we, we have a terrible weekend when they lose, and when yeah. they win, we're with them too. So I don't. I want them to understand that. Yeah, I think um, 
Uncle Uncle John's speech was the best croak. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it? We were talking about it just before with Gerald. He's the best. Yeah, it was so good. I love when he said, "I've been there since '88. I'm with you." He was really passionate. His 80th birthday had a night's cake. Yeah, right. He'll he'll make a hundred the way he's going. He'll he'll be flying. Imagine that celebration would be like. Be good. It was it was really special. You get you can get your opportunity to to purchase your. Very own Indigenous dirty jersey where we celebrate the 13 nations of northern New South Wales and our in our 2022 Indigenous jersey designed by proud Warramai man Gerard Black, who we've had on earlier today. Purchase yours now is at shopnewcastlenights.com.au. Better be fast, though. They're, they're pretty popular. You wouldn't have many requests for the jersey flash, would you? No, two years ago, I think I designed one with a few of the boys. Yeah. Um, I think Connor Watson and Tamana and Owe. We, yeah, we did one, yeah. and mate, through the handprints, was that right? Yeah, we did our totems, okay, uh, yep. which was great. So it's 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 really special. I think if I could go off what I was trying to say earlier about the full time footballers need to get connected to the community. You need to get out more and hear people's stories, like mm. you know our, our elders and all elders. You know what I mean? Listen to stories, build connections, build relationships. And get that feel of what community is like. And I know we always talk footy and I know we always talk about the games, but the more we can get out there and build our relationships, I think the more we, we understand the connectedness we have to the people. And I think we lost that. Yeah. Obviously, going through the nights early, we were all connected. Oh, he's a South Junior. Oh, he's a Maitland Junior. Yeah, he's, he's so-and-so. He's a local carpenter. He's a plumber. And they all knew where he worked and where he came from, what school he went to. So the more we can do that for the professional footballer, I think he'll become a better player. Yeah, and I think that's something we're sort of getting back to, Flash. Like yesterday when we heard you guys speak about be like not worrying too much because the community's got our back, mm. I think we're getting really back to that. Sometimes we might just sort of drift away, but then someone brings us back. And it's a special feeling, especially for a one-town team. Mm. I think that's why it feels so special to be a part of the community. I think... Um, f- since I've been there, one of the things that I've seen is the first grade squad really pushing the connection. Yeah. It's one of your key pillars, and I think that you'll eventually, you know, it'll evolve back into you know community connection, which is you you've got to some degree. Yeah. But I've got no doubt with the things that they're putting in place over time, it'll continue to grow and strengthen. Yeah, and I don't like to dive in on this podcast too much about what we talk about in our inner sanctum, but Joey Johns once spoke about the connection to this community, and I remember he said for eighty minutes, no matter how bad, you know, someone's someone who lives in Maitland, maybe they've had a real bad week, but for the 80 minutes we play on that Saturday, Sunday, Friday, mm. he said their their whole world's different and we have an impact on how their weekend might go and how their next week might go. So that was something that really stuck with me. I know, I know how to fix it, boys. There's a really there's a common thread between three of the four here. There's an odd man out, I understand. But what we'll do is we'll talk to Philip Gardner. Uh, I know you've got a great line in, Croaks. You can go upstairs after this podcast and we'll get Garth Brooks to play at McDonald Jones oh. Stadium. Roddy, are you in? No, no. no thank you. Hey. Hey. That is one connection point that you and I share for over many years, uh, Ashley, uh, the great yeah. Garth Brooks. Neon Moon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we went to the 93 concert. Uh, that's where I saw you. That's right. Um, and, yeah, now we just share stories and songs. But um, legend, 
I'll, I'll oh. go. I'll Cro- get him. Croaks, you? I'll in? go. Yes, yes, I'll go. My old man who loves listening to this podcast got me on the garf when I was just mm. a young fella. So we used to have his old CDs, and then we'd burn the CDs oh. onto our computer and then put them onto our phone because you can't get his music. In no, there. you can. He's real low key with his music. Walmart, so. I think, is the only way you can get it. My my sister Helen went to uh, over to America yep. and brought back a big collection. So it's hard to get a CD player these days. Yeah. So yeah. my old car used to have a CD player, but I had yeah. to get rid of that. Yeah, Ash he's still in that. Tape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cassettes, you're still yeah. using cassettes. Yeah, he flipped at the end, is that right? Yeah. So have you got a favourite Garth Brooks song? Um, the Cowboy was a, yeah. was a good one. Um, a good one. Thunder Roll was nice. Yeah, yeah no, look, there's... Yeah, that, that album, No Fences. Yes, they're all pretty good. Yeah. What's you, your, you got one, Frank? Yeah, I think um, the river. I love the river. Uh, Red Strokes. I like oh, Red Tomorrow Strokes. never comes. Tomorrow never comes is mine. Yeah, well, and, and all the dance. The it's dance. been redone. Tomorrow never comes by the um, thousand times. Thousand yeah, but by other artists. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm not. This is starting to get outside my uh, <laughs> <laughs> hit list that. now. I'm not. I'm no Molly Meldrum. Uh, but, yeah, I think that would work. Hey, boys, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we, we've had the serious stuff around, uh, you know, the Indigenous celebrations, but now we get to grill you. So uh, we this is without notice. So stretch up, one of your favourite things to do, Ash. Stretch up, and on the other side of the break, we'll do the Fast Five with Ronnie Griffiths and also Ashley Gordon. Indigenous round, round 12 of the NRL, we celebrate the amazing contribution of Indigenous and Torres Strait Islanders in our game, past, present, future, and uh, we look forward to seeing the wonderful colours of Indigenous Round come out through the jerseys and the different celebration points. Here on Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. The all-new 2022 Knights Home and Away jerseys are on sale now. Head to shop.newcastleknights.com.au to secure yours now. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Wow, what an addition we've had. It's been a special Indigenous round celebration. Great to have Gerald Black on with us, who has been the designer of the Knights 2022 Indigenous jersey. And we're continuing now with our two other special guests in Ashley Gordon and Ronald Griffiths. Hey, boys, you're looking nervous. Just relax. It's okay. We're just going to grill you on. This would be a bigger interview than, say, Yarn Event or Negus or one of those, you know. I've been on that Joe Rogan show. <laughs> do, do you feel the similarities? You're very similar. <laughs> You're very polite, Ashley. All right, here we go. Am I going to go first or you, Craig? You go first. Okay, Craig. I'll start. We're very well. We're smooth, aren't we? Uh, righto, boys. If you could live anywhere else other than Newcastle, uh, where would you live and why? Brewarrina. Yeah. Just to go back home. Yep. What's the best thing in Brewarrina? Uh, just the people. Yep. You know what I mean? You, you may not go there for a year, but when you get there... Nothing changes, you know, it's slow, it's peaceful, it's relaxed, it's memories, you know what I mean? And there's fishing. Fishing. Mm. Do you fish with live bait? What do you well, fish with? Well, the oldest man-made structure in the world yeah. is not the pyramids, it's in Brewarrina, the fishing traps. Is that right? Yeah, Australians don't know the, the, the oldest man-made structure in the world is eight hours from here. There Jeez. you go. See, Knights HQ and Ashley Gordon has just given us a little piece of gold. Now, Ronnie, backing up after that will be challenging. What <laughs> do you heard, got, mate? <laughs> he's heard this before about old break. Yeah, no, I have. It wouldn't be brief for me. I've been there and um, it's not somewhere I'd want to reside. But I respect that, Ashley. Vanuatu for me. I'm thinking you're going to go back to your country. <laughs> Give us something about uh, Vanuatu. Just, just love it, mate. We go there for holidays and it's just so relaxing and peaceful. Um, and it's probably, it's uh, certainly not third world, but the, the technologies in there that, they, that we have in Australia, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's cruisy, mate. It's uh, and they're, they're beautiful people. 
Yeah. Got me a beauty then, Ronnie. That was a ripper. Craig. Right, boys. If you could invite someone out for dinner, anyone in the world, dead or alive, we'll go we'll go live. Who would you invite? Ronnie, you first. Mate, you've stumped me. Yes. <laughs> um these are the big intriguing questions, aren't they? They are. I'll have to flick over to Ash and I'll come back. I've got nothing. Well, if I was having a barbecue, yeah. I'd have the Chicago Bulls ninety three. Mm. Uh <laughs> Michael and you know, Scotty Pippen. Yeah, Dennis. And Dennis, Dennis, maybe. That'd be fun. But <laughs> I'd have, have, and, and have to have Dave Chappelle just to lighten the mood. <laughs> so Dave Chappelle and those three would be good. Um, you know, but like I said, I, I can't go past, you know, just getting getting the mob together for a barbie and, and singing a song. So, yeah, still the locals and my mob from Brewarrina. But um, those those four I mentioned from the Bulls and Dave would be an entertaining night. Yeah, Garth Brooks and Brewarrina would be big. Oh, we could God. do that. Oh. Yeah. Maybe we get Garth in Bree. Yeah. Sit him down with a guitar. Yeah. Okay. Ronnie, you're really working on it over <laughs> Mate, there. I'm really stumped, but I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you one person I would like to sit down and have a yarn with. There's probably two that I, I admired when I was growing up was uh, Nova Paris and, and Kathy Freeman. I think they oh, were yeah. sensational athletes. And, um, you know, they really carried the, the flagship and the representation of Aboriginal people. So they'd be great. But, yeah, they're probably my two at this point in time. So you don't give me more time to think. I, I could yeah. ask I nothing. Me. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I had nothing. Yeah. Well, th- that was a really intrepid question. We'll go with an even more difficult one. Um, on pizza, pineapple, yes or no? Yes. No way. I'm with Big you. no. Yeah, I'm with you. I like I'm pineapple. Yeah, pineapple and chilli. Yeah, well, he's Chilean. He's from Chile. He, he probably. Yeah, my mother, yeah. my mother was born in Chile. How good? Yeah, she was yeah. born in Santiago. Yeah. There you go. I learned something. Yeah, there you go. We're an informative isn't podcast. It, isn't it true there? It's minimal toppings. On no. pizza. Minimal. Yeah, that's the rule. No, in no. Italy. more you know. the merrier, I reckon. That's Australians ruining a good pizza. <laughs> I, I'm sure that. The minimal, the best. Do you reckon in Italy they put pineapple on? Do no. they put pineapple? No, 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 they no. would not. Lots of cheese. Yeah. Right, boys. Uh, next one. <laughs> Tell us a little fun fact about yourself that some people might not know. I'll let I'll let Flash start. Look at him. You'd have plenty, wouldn't you? <laughs> Ronnie just he's gone. He's he's giving a little short tip pass there, throwing a bed over there. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Fun fact. Yeah. I don't have fun. <laughs> you do. You're yeah. one of the funnest person this game's our club's ever seen. I'll, I'll give you a funny story that I'm not proud of. Oh, good. Uh, yes, thank you. So, um, to make first grade, I had to be 84 kilos. I was 78. <laughs> and to this day, I'm thinking, how am I going to get to 84? Yep. And as a child growing up, I used to burn lead in the in the, the countryside of Bree. Yep. And I knew you could roll it up, you know, make it nice ball <laughs> like a ball. So I rolled up some lead, put it down my undies, <laughs> went to the weigh-in. I weighed 84 kilos. Played first grade rest of the year. Is that right? They, they to this day thought I was always eighty four kilos, but it, I couldn't get there. I really, really tried. I no. went to the gym. To to, to Mick Reid's point, I w- worked hard in the gym. Yeah, followed a diet. Um, and another funny story is because they wanted me to get bigger, they bought me a carton of stout. Oh, because it increases your appetite. Does yeah, it? Right. I couldn't drink it. Oh. I'd, did you, you didn't that's, drink. Our, that's our old school we work. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You didn't drink much until no, later in life. I didn't right? drink alcohol until I got married. Like, right. That's what you do. <laughs> Is that the message on marriage? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get married. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Our last guest here, Tamika Upton and Millie Boyle, had this conversation. So Millie obviously has no problem putting on weight. She made that clear to us. Uh, but Tamika had a, a terrific battle with it. And um, and we said at the time one of the hardest things to do, she's put on 12 kilos since she came into the NRLW program. Well, good, good kilos. Yeah. 
So it's um it, it's quite a battle. I remember it's the same thing when I first come to the Knights as a kid. Yeah. I came in at sixty seven kilos, and we had to get to eighty as quick as we could. Yeah, boys still go through it now in the NRL. Yeah, like I know blokes like Brawls and and Randy and that. Randy. They, yeah, they're always struggling with it, trying to keep it on. Yeah, rather yeah, rather than me, I'm trying to keep it off. So. Are you? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Don't go home to mum's good cooking. No, no, exactly. Right? Ronnie, fun fact. Uh, fast five is not my no. number three. <laughs> hey, hey, Ronnie wants to play the next quarter. He wants to go. What I've, have we got? Only one I've got is probably uh, first game of football, five years old. I travelled an hour and got car sick and couldn't play. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still remember it. Yeah, five years old. So. And, did, and in, back then, what age group would you have played in the bush as a five-year-old? Did you play under, under six? Under sevens. Under sevens. Yeah, I didn't, have, sevens, I didn't yeah. have it back then. So three years of under sevens. Do you still get car sick? No, no, no. No, if I sit in the back now and again, I might, but no, it was Never nothing after that that I didn't get sick again like that for sure. That's for yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. So it reminds me when I first started footy in Warwick, South East Queensland, we had an under eights was the first entry point, and I started at four, right? So and and I was at fullback, and I got bored, so I took my yo-yo out with me, and I had the yo-yo in the pocket, and then I got swept by a magpie, and then had the next week off. And you're still the same size. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've actually got the other problem now. I've got the metabolism going now. I can't slow the damn thing down. Speaking of that, Ash, could you give us, we're going to wrap this up with a health and fitness philosophy brought to you by our friends at Balance Collective. Something that you do regularly. You Come on, you've got something that you set, whether it's oh, meditation. Probably, probably um, more so years ago, I loved touch footy, so I used mm. to play a lot of touch, so regularly trying to play, going to State Cup, you know what I mean, and stay, being competitive and yep. um, uh, trying to still play with mates, still trying to be active but still have that competitive playing footy. Um, but lately, probably the last three or four years, I've just got back into boxing, so I always loved yeah. boxing oh, yeah. training. So, you know, I did it all as a kid, as a teenager. We had boxing coaches that come into the hostel when we lived. Yeah, uh, right. It's good fitness, you know what I mean, and um, you can get out your anger, you can... Yep. Put Herbert's face on the punching bag and <laughs> off you go. There, there, there could, there's a lot of rugby league players doing fights at the moment, maybe a Masters. Who who we, who we think we might be able to pitch you up against? Who I think it? it goes back to me and Talos, just <laughs> <laughs> who the toughest is. Yeah, I think that, that'd be a lovely matchup. Oh. Ronnie, no, I've got my money on. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, what's something that you do regularly as a philosophy in life? Uh, I journal. So it's something that I've taken oh. up lately and yeah. just sort of, yeah, I, every morning I, or I get up and, and write what I'm grateful for. But I think that also helps me with my consistent actions around eating healthy and, and trying to uh, exercise so uh, it's also great for my coaching philosophy that's yeah. a good one that's the first time we've had someone yeah. do the mental health and it relates to their physical health it was good as long as he's not writing gossip in uh, there yeah. little look orange folder yeah. look out Barry Tui yeah. <laughs> you'll be the voice of Newcastle yeah. I must say Ronnie we, we've played footy together we've been around a lot I, I have noticed um, little idiosyncrasies little subtleties and yesterday at training I watched a little drill that you were doing on the side you, you're constantly learning um, when you didn't play NRL and you want to be an NRL coach or you want to be the best you can at something like that, it's about, um, it's, and it's a, I suppose when you think about Bellamy's philosophy, the harder he works, the luckier he gets. And I think that's, that's important. Mm. Um, so I was able to work my way through from a, a local league coach to, to where I am now. And it was just through hard work and consistent actions. Really proud of you. Hey, boys, thank you so much. We could talk Thanks, forever. Lance. Great to have Croaks back. We didn't have Croaks here last week. It was like someone took away my co-pilot. <laughs> nice to have you back. <laughs> it's, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying there, Ronnie. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, the, he's sneaking up behind me. He's going to take over, no doubt. Hey, folks, it's been a wonderful podcast, a special edition. We are celebrating Indigenous Round. Thank you so much to Gerald Black, our wonderful artist for the 2022 Indigenous jersey. Do yourself a favour. Get online. Have a look at it. Purchase one if 
if you can still get them. They're, they're, they're getting rare now. To Ronald Griffiths and Ashley Gordon, it's been an absolute pleasure. We could talk and jive all afternoon. I look forward to the reunions for the Knights old boys. They're always fun. Hey, if you've got any questions for us, throw them in at media at newcastleknights.com.au. Subscribe, uh, leave a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. The best way is to get on the Knights website and then uh, have a look at the back catalogue. There's some great stuff there as well. Uh, you can you can find everything on Knights HQ there. Don't forget to look out for Level Up as well, behind the scenes. We flipped them around the podcast this week, Level Up next week. There'll be some great stuff around Indigenous, around and a whole heap of other things. Download the app, push the notifications and you can keep up to date with what's happening here in the walls of the Newcastle Knights. We thank our friends at Maxwell Recruitment and Training for bringing you this episode of the pod. Enjoy Indigenous Round, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Don't stop listening here. Listen to the entirety of Knights HQ Season 1 at newcastlenights.com.au and don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen.